Hey, uh, hey guys, this is Kyle from Toko Munchies Podcast, and just giving a big shout out to my good friend, a nerd with a phone. If you want some silky, smooth ear candy, then jump on and listen to a nerd with a phone. I like the way this guy talks. It's, it's comforting. It's nice. So make sure you listen to a nerd with a phone, and also drop over to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, listen to me, and drop by tokyomunchies.tiktoe.com and get some Japanese candy. Booyah! Can you smell what Tokyo Munchies is cooking? Hello, fellow podcasters and listeners. This is Dreadful Rock 574 for NWPP, Nerd the Phone Podcast, and tonight... We are going to be talking about the late, great Jim Henson and his epic, The Dark Crystal. But before that, Nerd the Phone is going to sell you something real quick. All right, and welcome into the podcast, folks. Spectacular October is in full effect. Got a review tonight. Kind of loose this time. Didn't bother to write anything down. I just got done personally watching The Age of Resistance. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix. And Dreadful Rock John is joining me. He's already watched it over the past month or so. And we're just going to have a discussion and see what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I binged it the moment it came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was working on this podcast and working a day job at the same time. So, like, I don't know. I was trying to over plan. We're trying to rectify that now. Um,. So, the question I was trying to answer off-air, and that's a, something to ponder and at least somewhere to start, is whether or not Age of Resistance and Dark Crystal in general is just too scary for kids. <laughs> and John had some thoughts, I thought. That's a subjective question, but when filming the original, and I learned all this from another guy on YouTube I have to give a shout out to, Mark Bishop, a.k.a. Minty. Yeah, Minty Arts. Yeah, Minty uh, Comic Arts, amazing channel, if you guys just watch the channel. Uh, about a year ago, he released a video that I just recently rewatched after watching Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, was 10 things you may not know about Dark Crystal, the original film. And one of the things was problems in shooting because the original script was, by the uh, studio, deemed too dark. Yeah. And cut and reshoots had to be made. Yeah, and that was... Um, in I'll, order for them to even release it. I'll have to go check this again. Uh, but I believe that was either New Line Cinema or a subsidiary. It was like an irony that the fact that the company behind Freddy was like, nah, man. (laughs) Yeah, because originally the Dark Crystal was supposed to be a bit darker than it actually was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but with that said, to any and all parents concerned, I say watch it, look at your kids first, and make your own judgment. Yeah, I I was going to say the same thing. 
because like but it, I will say that it is rated PG fourteen, so it is generally meant for young preteens. Yeah. Rather than really young children. Yeah. Um I, But again, just be parents and make your own decisions. Yeah. I will say this, it was weird, alright? Um, like when I was, this is my personal experience with, with scary stuff, right? Um, Dad was okay with Nightmare on Elm Street, I think because of Robert England's portrayal was more comedy than anything else, you know? So, he was okay with that, but, um, anything other than the first, um, Friday the 13th, I wasn't allowed to watch and uh, Hellraiser was out of the question. <laughs> so, whereas I grew up watching those types of horror movies. Yeah. And coincidentally, when I say this about the original Dark Crystal, how it's just up to the parents whether or not it's too scary or not. I was born in 1980. The Dark Crystal was released in 1982. Uh-huh. I originally saw it in 1985 when it was released on home video. Ah. And I, for one, instantly fell in love with it. Yeah. It was so different and more adult than anything I've ever seen in my life, yet it was geared toward kids. Yeah. And I'm doing air, air quotes. <laughs> When I said geared towards kids, because, well... <laughs> well, yeah, and um, also, I mean, John, uh, I don't think I told you this or not. I uh, I released uh, my own review of the original Dark Crystal about a week, week ago, but it doesn't actually come out onto the feed until November 1st. Yeah. So, if you wanted to share your opinions of the original... Just a great fairy tale with excellent storyline and direction and some really epically memorable villains. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Skeksis were something I've never, ever seen before since or again. Yeah. yeah Until the... Age of Resistance when I, I never thought they would make it. Yeah. Well, and this is the discussion that we had before. Um, and I've, I've tried to verify this, so maybe my brain made it up, or maybe it's a Mandela Effect. If you don't know what Mandela Effect is, look it up, folks. Uh, James but, Rolfe has an excellent video on that. Yeah. But I was remembering the other day an interview from Jim Henson uh, about a, I don't know, it was a few days. We'll put it that way. It was within the month that he passed on where he was supposed to have been um, working with HBO, because HBO at that point was already looking to replace um, Tales from the Crypt after it ended. Like, it was always a known quantity how many years they were going to go with it, and then the plan was a few movies, and then the whole thing's done. So, you know, something from Jim Henson, and he had wanted to do a prequel series for The Dark Crystal the entire time. Um, plus an actual sequel. Yeah, plus an actual sequel. And that was to do with the fact that HBO was 
fleas as peaches with Fraggle Rock. Also, look that up, Gen Generation Z. If you don't know Fraggle Rock, get to know it. Uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, but they were pleased as Peach with Fraggle Rock, but they were wondering if they might get Jim Henson to do something more mature since, you know, the Dark Crystal was out and everything. And it just took that long for the conversation to start up again. And as it turned out, they didn't have as much time as they thought. Now, when I rewatched that Minty video about the 10 things we didn't know about Dark Crystal, is that the sequel actually did happen. Oh, okay. Just not as a movie. Okay. As a graphic novel series. Alright, some nerds out there. And this was like early 2000s. Huh. Right before the talks for Age of Resistance was in production. Yeah. Basically, the prequel, or the sequel book series, is what got Age of Resistance made. Okay. Because apparently, it flew way under my radar, I never even knew it existed. Yeah, and it first time I heard of it, really. And yes, it actually does take place immediately after the events of the original movie, and continues the story of the Gelflings and Mother Agra. Alright. With right. them rebuilding the world of Thrice. Alright, do you at this moment know who published that? Um, no. I would have to re-watch the video to get right. my facts completely straight on that. Right. I don't remember exactly. But, but that's the Minty Comic Arts video? Yes. Okay. Where it explains all that in detail. Alright. In that. Okay. So, yeah, just head over to Minty, MintyComicArts.com. I'm pretty sure that's the website. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, look or, up, if nothing else, look up Mark Bishop. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. My personal take on Age of Resistance, and we'll get into the actual spoiler. Spoilers. We're, we're just going to talk plot points. Alright, so... Oh, major spoilers. Major spoilers. So, if you don't want this ruined, go ahead and pause. Watch, binge watch the whole thing, and if you still have energy, come back here. Well, it is a 10-hour long episode, so yeah. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> maybe we're being listened to by some college kids with nothing better to do and some um, energy. We'll leave that at that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, the first character, like, for me, alright, and I have my favorites. Alright, but I look at this from a writer's perspective, and don't get me twisted, I don't think I'm all that great of a writer, but um, the story of Dark Crystal, to me, has always been told through uh, Mother Agra's eyes. Pretty much, basically, yeah. Alright, so, they, th th she is the, my favorite fucking part of this one. Simply because of, like, the inability, and I'm doing it now, just because of her inability to articulate what the problem is. She knows what the problem is. But she's, you know. 
she's ambiguous to to what the Gelflings figured out for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> while giving them a point in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, but she's also as clear as mud about it. She talks in isms that nobody remembers. Yep. She did that in the original movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, Hell is this old lady? And spoiler for the original movie, if you've never seen it, Jen, the, the Gelfling who goes in search of this crystal shard, finds Augur, and she has a big box full of them, dumps them on the floor, and she goes, well, there's your crystal, find it. <laughs> and she automatically knew which one it was. Yeah. She had, she made him figure out on his own. Yeah. She's like, I'm just here as a guide. I'm not here to tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> this is a journey you have to take on your own. Yeah, and that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. That is... Agra reminds me of my uh, first crew trainer. It's her cryptic telling him of the song of Ra during that scene. I love how they recreated that in the Age of Resistance when she was in search of the archers. Oh, yeah. And she couldn't hear the song anymore, and she couldn't figure out why until finally she just sat down and shut the fuck up. And all of a sudden, her eyes were opened again, and she yeah. knew what to do. Yep. Yep. Because she stopped and thought about it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what she was trying to get everyone else to do. <laughs> Stop asking questions and just think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And this, like I said, guys, this is a very free-form conversation. You know, I'm trying not to even look at the time. It's, right. a, it's an exercise. Okay, so your favorite character is Mother Ugly. Yeah. The, the one I identify most with, oddly enough. With me? Ever since his very first ultra-comedic yet awesome introduction is the Podling Hup. Oh, I, I was going to say, Hup is amazing. I mean, that scene whenever that somewhat blind Gelfling girl was running from the skitter. Yeah, well... And she comes across Hup tied up in the freaking webbing and she actually throws him into it. Yeah. <laughs> and it knocks it back, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and helps like, again, again! <laughs> <laughs> she finally gets him down, he holds up that little bitty wooden spoon, and, it, and pronounces himself Paladin. Yeah. And she's like, oh, is that your sword? He's like, yeah! <laughs> From that point on, I fell in love with her. Well, <laughs> you know, and I... Uh, I don't think this was on an episode. Going from what the Podlings were in the original film yeah. and what they are in this one, Hup is such a departure from both those characters. Yeah. He's just great. Well, yeah. And I think this has to do, like, because in the original film, and we're going to get into some... Um, it's not really spoilers, but it's behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Well, the Podlings were... Used as slaves. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm talking which more... they were to an extent in Age of Resistance as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, except 
especially if you're the scientist, which, oh, yes. we'll, which we'll get to. That, oh, that ending, man. Um, anyway, the, the thing that I'm trying to say here is with Jim Henson's puppets and everything, when it came to the Dark Crystal as a whole, um, they repurposed puppets from everything Jim Henson had done, including things like Star Wars, all right, in that original film. And the Podlings, there was a reason that I had brought up Fraggle Rock. Because the Podling models were or basically the doozers. Were basically the doozers from um, Fraggle Rock. Seriously, don't know what we're talking about? Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, something I remembered in. And he did the same thing in um, Labyrinth. Yeah. The Fire Gang were basically the, the Fraggles. Yeah. 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 repurposed into a nightmare tradition of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as a 13-year-old, uh, like, I was having so much fun with Labyrinth. We're going to switch topics here. I was having so we much fun. Until that fire gang scene. Until the fire gang scene. And then I'm like, <laughs> you're torturing my childhood. <laughs> you, know, you mother. <laughs> I mean, he's playing golf. With his own leg using another one's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen Labyrinth, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if it's Jim Henson, watch it. I mean, it's one of David Bowie's best performances ever, rest in peace. Yep, yep, yep. And finally, Jennifer Connelly came back around to it. Um, like, it. Her, her beauty in that film led to pressures in her young adult life to make other films that and everything like that. So she had an issue after a while. And I'll have to admit, my first childhood crush ever. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she recovered. I mean, what is it now? Four Oscars? Yeah. I mean, she, she totally recovered from skin flicks of the early career. <laughs> Which, uh, I am very thankful for. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so the cast, alright, um, you know the names, so I'm just going to let you cover it. The cast of the prequel here. Uh, the most... The most notable ones I remember right now without rewatching the credits uh -huh. is the opening narrator is Sigourney Weaver, okay. who does an amazing job painting the picture of what's to come. All right. Um, the main Gelfling, what is his name? Wren? Wren, yes. Is uh, Karen Egerton from... The Kingsman series and Rocket Man. Okay. Uh, you mentioned them before. We're going to have to mention them again right now. Uh-huh. The scientist. Uh-huh. The legendary Mark Hamill. Yep. Yep. And there's a few other really big names in there that I can't really remember right offhand this moment. Right. 
and I'm going to have to do some research and we'll do a follow-up at some point and talk about this, because something I was going to bring up correlated back um, to the future. Well, of course, one of the mainstays of the Henson universe, Kevin Clash, of course. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Maybe you know, this might be something you just know, right? And they're going to be like, how the hell do you not know? But um, in the original movie, the voice of, um, oh, what's the name of the Skeksis that's always in um, a power grab struggle with the, the Chamberlain. Du- the Chamberlain. In the original, the voice actor for that was the guy who, a guy or a girl, I honestly don't know, but it was Grover. He did I Gro- think you are right, yes. It was Grover and also um, the Gonzo. Only more sinister. Yeah. More Starscream, Cobra Commandish. Yeah. And, and but was, it wasn't Chris Lotto. Yeah. <coughs> That's the thing. And I don't know if they got the same person to do the voice in this one. Yeah, because I'm Or not. if it's a sound alike, but Jesus, it sounds just dead up like the original. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what it was. I'm hoping they went and got him or her. Because, again, I should know, but I don't. And, again, the same with the character of the general. Yeah. Sounds dead up just like he did in the original film. Yeah. Just with more bass in it because yeah. the HD sound is incredible. Um, that's the other thing. If you go... Here's my recommendation. Alright? And I don't care... Uh, I don't care um, that, and again, spoilers, it, I don't care that the, that the two properties don't quite match up right now. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, because one major plot point, man. Yeah. Major plot point that they have to address in season two. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that right now in, in just a second. But what I'm saying is... You need, it's, it's not even a debate, okay? <coughs> like, the best possible viewing experience would be... Not what we did. Yeah. We watched them on tiny little cell phones. Yeah. What you need is a big screen, surround sound, theater type experience. Yeah. To really grasp the grand epic scope. Yeah. Of the Dark Crystal. I mean, I want to give a quick shout out to the headphones I'm currently using. They're $10 at any Dollar General store. And of all things, they're Billboard brand. But they're Bluetooth. And the sound quality on this was amazing. My only complaint was having to look at my tiny, tiny screen. I, on the other hand, am using an old-school wired style that I bought for five bucks. (laughs) But still, the sound quality of these are actually pretty well good. Yeah. Not HD quality by a long shot, but still well enough. Yeah. 
for something I picked up for five bucks. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But because um, if you didn't know already, people, we are poor. <laughs> <laughs> poor folks, yeah, poor ways, folks. Like, okay. So we have to make do with what we have. Okay, so no, no. Here's the way we gotta put this, dude. Like for real, like, um, we we would be um, we would be guzzling to the entire world's uh, sketches, you know. So uh, <laughs> that would be the thing, otherwise known in proper adult terms as blue collar. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> but I mean I don't even know man there's so much to unpack here I would uh, I, I haven't actually read it yet I do have a recommendation uh, because I know how people are and I watch these videos myself um, on YouTube right now I don't know the channel but um, if you just type in top 10 most powerful Skeksis, I believe it might be Looper. But you have to check that out first before we're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one I haven't come across yet. Yeah. Yeah, I was interested. Because I did watch one, I think it was Watch Mojo. Yeah. They did a top 10 differences between Age of Resistance and uh, Dark Crystal. Ah, haven't seen and that. the major plot point I'm wanting to bring up, they bring up. Yeah, but okay, let's. And that's just, their number one. Okay, let's just get into it here. Uh, for for one thing, um, like you were a little when you were explaining it to me, you were a little off in the timing, but you even said you would be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it was all conflating together. Uh, it was during that grand epic battle. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, it does feel a bit out of nowhere, um, and I think that was the point, and I think that was kind of a Mark Hamill insistence situation, uh, for the character, because the, the Henson Corporation has always followed the advice of their actors, you know, Henson on scripts would have directions like, whatever the insert name of actor here wants to do. So, the fact, <laughs> you know, that that's there, is whoever is portraying the general? Yeah. Or Chamberlain? Or Chamberlain. Whoever's portraying Chamberlain. Um, because I know Brian holds that rule. That's why one movie you love is so good. Because okay, can we just get right up to it and just kill him here? Yeah, go for it. Major spoilers. In effect, in five, four, three, two, one. You've been warned. <laughs> in the original Dark Crystal, it is shown that their emperor is dying. And they're all standing around waiting for him to die so they could one of them could take over. Before his death, the Chamberlain tries to take the scepter, which is a major plot point in the original, or I mean, or in the prequel. Yeah. That scepter. Yeah. And he grabs it back away from the Chamberlain and goes, I'm still Emperor. 
and then immediately dies and turns to dust. Yep. The Chamberlain tries to take it, and all of a sudden, a character named the General steps in and challenges. So they have this big trial by stone thing in which the general wins and becomes the new emperor. Right. Okay. Here's my problem. In Age of Resistance, during the major battle scene near the end, the general is wounded and sort of makes a retreat only to run into the chamberlain. In which, instead of helping the general, the chamberlain stabs him and kills him. Yeah, but here's the thing. Reduces him to dust. Yeah, here's the thing that's got to be brought up about this. Earlier, because he was wounded twice, alright? He was wounded twice. Once by um, one of the flying females, I apologize, I don't remember. But one of the flying females got the general first, and then chamberlain... Gives him the remaining essence. Which heals him instantly. Which heals him instantly. And then later, in I think in a completely like different episode and everything, a similar situation comes up, and then Chamberlain you know, stabs him. And really, in the context of everything that's going on with what you know about Chamberlain, it seems too stupid for this character to do. Yeah. <laughs> So that's something they have to address in season two. Yeah. Or else that's a major freaking plot hole. That's. But here's you know, the thing, though. I I was thinking about fixing the plot hole, and it's very easily fixed. You know what I'm saying? It's very easily fixed. Um. They're just going to appoint someone else general. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> or it could be another instance where, again, spoilers, <laughs> the hunter, who we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah, that's a bit of an odd one. But I knew... I, uh, major spoilers. But, like, the minute I saw the twitch when the scientist is on the throne... When I, when I saw the puppet situation with the hunter start twitching without anybody operating it, I'm like, oh, well, Mother is still alive. Yeah, but Mother Agra was drained of all her essence to save the Gelfling and put into the hunter's seemingly dead body Yep. to try to resurrect them. It didn't work at first. So instead of Burying him and doing some ritual, the Emperor decides to string him up as a testament to his prowess. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the hunter really wasn't dead, despite the archer throwing himself off a cliff mm -hmm. and literally disappearing. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Which, if you know from the plot of the original movie, the Skeksis and the... Um, mystics yeah. are connected. Yeah. They're one being split into two halves. They're basically a mystical version of two things. What one feels, the other feels. When one dies, the other dies. And yet, the hunter doesn't disappear whenever 
the archer does. Yeah. And I do Instead, a... the hunter comes back to life and tries to kill a gelfling until Mother Agra resurrects herself through the hunter and basically fucking blows him up. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... In an epic return. Yeah. It was... It was... It, it reminds me what it reminded me of. And, uh, I mean, you know, we were teens in the 90s, so we'll just say it. It was, uh... She, it was... She... She shang sung them. She sang. She sang sung them. Just uh, Mortal Kombat three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just woo, toasty. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we're at thirty minutes here. I think that's probably enough, unless we're just... And I don't want to spoil everything for everyone, so there's a lot I'm not talking about. Alright. And um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, The only other thing I would say, and like I said, just to quickly wrap up here, um, it's just show notes, really. Um, I'm going to be taking the weekend off. This is the Friday show. Please enjoy this episode. Share it with your friends. Share it with your cats. And please, please... Take it upon yourselves to watch this series. Yeah. It is definitely worth your time, especially if you're a fan of, say, just throwing this out there because it's a good comparison, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, or even, even, um, like, let's say you're not in the movies, because I know some podcast listeners aren't in the movies, and they like to read and everything like that you would still, that would still qualify it, and also, um, a lot of people that like to read novels and everything are RPG fans, and there are so many RPG elements. Oh, yes. In this. There is so much plot, story direction, character building, world building, shocking moments left and right that you will not see coming. (laughs) I mean, it is a grand epic. Yeah. And definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Alright. So, I'm Nerd with a Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. He's DreadfulRock574. Until until our paths meet again, good night. Hi folks, Charles here from Nerd with a Phone Podcast. And I have a very exciting announcement for you. Nerd with a Phone Podcast... It now has its own website, a WordPress website. Head over to Nerve of the Phone Podcast Online.wordpress.com and you will find the Nerve of the Phone Podcast website. All right, more Nerve of the Phone in just a minute, won't you? Stay tuned and head over to the website. Thank you.